0: So welcome, David, to the Well Good Chat. I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us today. Did you want to just introduce yourself and say who it is you are and what you may be known for for those that don't know you?
1: Fran, thank you so much for the invite. And, you know, it's, it's great to share this space with you today. And I always uh, when I'm asked to introduce myself, I always this always takes me into a very deep philosophical answer (laughs) because it's very easy just to say, well, I'm David Smith, I'm a a Nike athlete, uh, a writer, a speaker, uh, a student of life, uh, but that would really, not really, I guess, in many ways describe who I really am. And, you know, for, for me, that's diving really into, who I am as a person, my human, my values, my first principles, my moral fibre, who shows up every day when I wake up and stand out of that bed and that's somebody who's you know sort of kind, loving, compassionate, disciplined, consistent, all of these values that sort of guide me throughout my day and I I find that when someone always asks of who are you or what do you do as a living it's really selling as short as human beings we're so much more than what we do and it's only one part of of us and it is a big part of us but it is only one part of us yeah so uh when someone always asks me you know or, or what do you do yeah I try to be like well you know maybe ask what i'm passionate about or what, <laughs> yes or what my where my passion and dreams lie and and then yeah. it's a much deeper conversation and, and um so yeah to I guess to answer in a simple way, I'm, I'm I'm David Smith, a human on this journey of life, trying to be better every day, trying to discover what what it's all about, the meaning of yeah. my life, the meaning of life in general, and and yeah. you're just trying to shop every day as a as a good person.
0: Brilliant! What an, what an answer. I feel I feel like I need to change my questions now, um, <laughs> just to take that into account, because what a wonderful answer. Because you're so right we are so much more than the job that we do and how kind of we talk about the fact that at some points you might be this particular job or that particular job but actually if you are kind of a kind person and you want to do good and and those that they're actually worth so much more than the job and so yeah what a wonderful answer thank thank you for that. Um, so if we start kind of back at the beginning of that life journey and with regards to you as a child you obviously talked about the values that you've got now and the type of person you are would you say that as a child and going into your teen years you were always that way would you say that those were all your always your values?
1: So I think the great thing with values is that they change, they evolve as we age, as we grow, you know, I guess it, as youngsters, we have a, an accumulation of knowledge from school, but it, wisdom comes with age. And there's a big difference between knowledge and wisdom. And yeah, yeah. I think during my, my childhood, you know, in those formative years, you're, you're just kind of, you're really trying to work out who you are. Yeah. And if we think of brain development, the prefrontal cortex doesn't really mature to the age of 28. So that's the front part of the brain and it's that's your rational, more, I guess, higher cognitive cortex. Yeah. And so up until that age, we're really very much run on a sort of a more of an emotional brain, as Steve Pierce would call it, the chimp area. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We're, where, you know, we're living in a world now that's full of indulgence. So we're dopamine machines. And at that young age, it's very you're, you're really just trying to work out who you are. You're trying to you've self-identified. You're kind of finding your category at school, you know, where, where you fit in, are you the sports guys, are you the, you know, are you the, the nerds, where, wherever you are, you're kind of trying to find some form of tribe and belonging. And I think as humans, yeah. we all want to belong, we all want to be seen. So you're trying to just kind of work out life and there's a whole host of stuff. You're entering puberty, there's there's a whole lot of stuff going on. Yeah. And the first kind of, I always like to think of it as a book, the first two or three chapters of your book have been written by your parents. So yeah. they already, they've put all these words into your book. So you have these schemas that are already there. And that could be yeah. stuff like, you know, don't speak unless you're spoken to, you know, yes. sit in the corner and be quiet. Don't leave the table until you're told to leave the table or you're not good enough or you'll never do this. So what do you want to do when you grow up? I want to be a national, don't be so stupid. You'll never be a national. So there's a lot of yes. schemas that are put into those first few chapters that are, that are not really going to serve as well as adults. And no. You know no one ever really addresses the, the language that's used in those formative years. Yeah. So for me, I had a lot of that language, a lot of negative language, a lot of stuff, oh, well, you can't you can't do this, you'll never be able to do that. You know, so these are all my first three chapters. And then you sort of go into your teenage years and you're you're writing again sort of chapter four, chapter five, get into yeah. the story. Is your life a drama? Is it a Indiana Jones adventure? Is it a rom-com? You know, and this is also bombarded by all the stuff that's around us, everyone else's social medias, their drama, gossip. So yeah, we're getting yeah. this complete array of stuff. And then you find yourself in your mid 20s. Yeah. And that prefrontal cortex is starting to catch up, You're, and then you're starting to be a bit unsettled and of course then you get to line 45 now and you you sit back with a a a point of reflection and you're like wow okay and the beauty with neuroplasticity is you can change that book so even the book the chapters in the early days okay they might not be what where you want them to be it might not be the story now this is obviously not diving into the whole if people have had traumatic experiences that's a little bit harder to work with but generally if you're just trying to change the narrative of your story yeah neuroplasticity is you You can do that,
2: do that
1: yeah. and, uh, but it comes it starts with self-awareness and I think yes, he that's I was really like every, I was like every other kid just trying to work it out and you yeah. know at 45 I'm still just trying to work it out I don't <laughs> obsessed, you know and I'm just trying my best and and I think as adults we have a responsibility to do that work
2: yes definitely, definitely. Uh, a
1: mentor of mine says you can train three things in life you can train your craft your body and your mind yeah, definitely so much time on our craft some of us spend some time in our bodies yeah how many of us really delve in and do the, do the deep work yeah on one of the most important definitely in the body
0: definitely definitely just i was going to say this is typical i think it's because we were chatting uh beforehand uh, i'm just going to put my, my battery on charge because okay. it's gonna it's my, my battery's gonna, uh, no problem, no problem. gonna let me, this is a typical there we go there we go proper proper live chat this is uh (laughs) no you're so right i think so many people i think as you touched on like the whole limiting belief side depending on how i remember when i was in year nine um, and and you're making your, your choices with regards to gcses and the actual career advisor i always wanted to be a physio the career advisor just said to me Uh, it's too competitive you'll never get into being a physio and you need to get at least an A uh, with regards to the sciences and straight away and and I suppose I I could have changed and I could have probably stuck with it but because I then thought oh right he's the advisor he knows best I'm not gonna I'm not that's not gonna be what I I, I can do and looking back now the thought that like my children like I, I say to anybody like you can be anything that you want to be. I know that some people, you, you say, yeah, you need to be realistic. But I think if you've got the mindset with regards to you'll put the work in, you'll talk to people. It's it's that hard work, I think, and that ethic that you you are willing to go above and beyond to, to get to where you want to be. Because with regards to um the fact that part of who you are throughout your journey, you've um obviously a, a Nike athlete. Um, did, were you in the school, the sporty, in the sporty tribe, and was that always where you saw yourself going?
1: I, I was always in the sporty tribe because I was, and I struggled with focus around the education. But again, my narrative at home was like, well, you don't need to read books. books really? So that was the narrative at home from from my dad.
2: Right. So
1: I've never read a book in my life. So there was no books in our house. Really? So, environment plays a huge impact definitely what I sort of started to learn through through studying psychology was that children rarely do as you tell them they do as you do
2: yes
1: so as parents again the language we use and we do this and do that if you're telling your kids not to drink and smoke and you're drinking and smoking and eating rubbish foods the chances are they're going they're going to copy you so they they mirror what they see yeah This you know this is happening from the, the minute they pop out right they're yes. already in mm. the middle of the world we're starting to learn and as you go through the i guess evolutionary development you 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 copy who's around you you start to look and see what they're doing and you pick up their habits yeah so education for me wasn't a big big thing because i didn't see it at home
2: no yes
1: went through my whole school doing sports all in all the teams everything i it's not that i wanted to be an athlete i didn't really know what i wanted to do Yes. Want to go to the air force, uh, wow. but what I realise is that you, as human first, then athlete, right? Human first, then physio. Human first, then lawyer. Human first, then doctor.
2: Yeah.
1: We become so focused on training the craft, we forget about the human. And yeah. I actually, think in primary schools, we should start almost create creating the human, developing definitely, people, definitely. teaching people about values, teaching people about emotional regulation teaching them about the brain we don't all have to be have to be neuroscientists but just a basic understanding about what thoughts feelings and emotions are definitely definitely. and having these conversations and say to people look you know one of the things through through cancer is you're always told oh just be positive just be positive it's the worst thing you can ever say to anyone with cancer because they're like but I don't feel positive of course not the situation sucks it's not a situation to be in
0: no
1: that's people who don't know what to say so people uncomfortable conversation you've just told me you have cancer i don't really know what to say now so i'm just going to say hey be positive or it'll all be okay yeah yeah person and you're you're not giving them the permission to feel negative emotions negative emotions are part of the human experience definitely we all get them definitely standing i often like my emotions and thoughts and when well, my thoughts and feelings in my mind like a cloud that's passing through the sky yes it's just passing through and if i that's try and grab, if I try and grab it i can't grab that cloud yeah but the cloud will pass yes sit with it and i'm like okay what is the thought feeling emotion telling me about my current situation
2: yes it, yeah
1: it's the point is giving me evidence of where i am currently
2: yes
1: and i may need to change that or I may not need to change it and then it goes back to the dichotomy of control from stoicism some things I can't control there's some things I can control yeah. so I work all of this out so I was in the sports group yeah when, for my whole life I learned lots of lessons around resilience uh, one of the important things I think was that I played team sport as a kid so yeah. I learned about we not I yes so I learned that the team has to work what yes. team together trust communication loyalty th- a greater purpose a vision serving something greater than myself. Yes. So my foundation was in team sports. Yeah. Uh, even I ended up doing some individual sports later on. Yeah. I very much learned about the importance of the team. Yeah. Unity, the belonging, and how important social connection is and I think this is something that especially teenagers struggled through Covid is that that in those years social connectivity is so so important if you look yeah. at some data around blue Zones, social connection is one of the most formative form, for foundational things that people to age in a yeah. way we took that away from everyone and we're 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 going to pay the price for that for sure. Yeah. And the language that was used around the isolation, lot, all very negative, like you must lock down, you know, all this real yes. terrible, terrible language Yes. That, that impacts us. And, you know, like I, I another mentor of mine says, say, don't say stupid shit out loud. <laughs> and he says, I can't <laughs> stop you thinking it, but if you say it out, it's 10x more powerful.
2: Right, yes.
1: You just think of every time you turned on your TV, the stuff that was coming out was just crazy. And of course, when you put something out, you can't take it back.
2: No, no.
1: And then that will sit with that person. So this takes us all the way back to our childhood when a young David was told, You're not good enough. Yes. You can't do this. The yeah. best you can ever hope for is to be a barman in the local bar or maybe a waiter. Wow. That's so that. So now we're 45, I was told yes. that I'm 14 and I'm still, I, I. that's still in my cells.
2: Wow.
1: But I, in many ways, for me, that drove me. I, I, yes. I used that, but I have had self-doubt my whole life.
0: Wow.
1: My abilities to do stuff. I put off doing a master's for the best part of 10 years because I was really? I wasn't good enough. Really? Then when I did it, I got a distinction. That's amazing. I, I, Terrified because my schema was like you're not good enough and even now I get it even now I run a program for Nike called sustainable you before every session I deliver the little voice in my head is like there's so many better people who could do this than you
0: oh oh
1: so my message is to anyone out there when you wake up in the morning the little voice starts and it stays all the way till you go to sleep at night It can be your inner critic, it can be your friend, your foe. If you try to suppress it, it's just going to come back up. It's to learn how through self-awareness and stuff like mindfulness and and work and doing the inner work that you can start to And that that a lot of this is thoughts, feelings and beliefs, not always always facts. No,
0: definitely. And so when you had that moment, how you talked about before, kind of going in, delivering a session and the the inner critic or inner chimp whichever you kind of talk about what do you then is there certain things you say that you know will shut it down and kind so, of
1: so I, I I sit with it I sit yeah. with it and I say David this is a thought feeling it's yeah. great emotion of anxiety nervousness yeah and I say where's the proof show me evidence Yes. Backs this. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I remember when I was young, I was told X. Yeah. That's where it comes from. But
2: since
1: I've done degrees, I've done masters in psychology, I've done diplomas in neuroscience, I've also went and represented my country in multiple sports. And I've also faced my own mortality for 13 years. I've been cut open six times, I've been diagnosed four times, I've had to learn to walk four times now paralyzed from the neck down on one side of my body and in many ways I in 2016 when I was paralyzed I woke up from a th- third surgery 10 hour surgery and I, I never moved again and I spent I spent you know eight months looking at the roof bed baths uh having to come to terms with going from what I identified as as this six group four powerful strong athlete that's where I got my sense of identity yeah, from, so, yeah. to now being in a hospital bed and a neurological ward then transferred to a spinal cord cord hospital and basically told okay you now you now are a tetraplegic asia d incomplete because if you know if you go to prison they'll be like what are you in for if you meet someone in a social situation what do you do because people want to in the spinal cord hospital the first question is what are you well, wow. I'm, I'm an Asia C, I'm an Asia B, I'm incomplete, I'm complete. So you start to form this sense of self around the language that's used. Yes. You
2: don't,
1: well, I'm David, you know, I'm a kind, loving, adventurous guy who loves life. And, you know, I, I was a, I'm was i an athlete and I'm a student and my husband, yes. a wife, a kid, a brother, a sister. That all goes out the window. You just go, well, I'm a tetraplegic. So you oh, start
2: yes.
1: this identity and then it's yes. this... They the, the all played into it. So then, when I realise when I deliver these sessions now, I'm, I have the maybe not the authority, but I have the experience to say that I've done the hard stuff.
0: Yes, definitely.
1: So credibility to stand. Oh, speak with people and say, "Look, I know what it's like to face death. Yes, what it's like to close your eyes and think that that's the last breath you're ever going to take." Yeah. in the same respect, I also know what it's like to stand on the start line of a world championships. Yes. I know what it's like to experience failure. I know what it's like to be told you're not good enough. And also with going and studying on an academic level, I actually understand the models and the science behind it. Yeah. And I tell that to myself inside myself because humility is a, a big value of mine. Yes. And I'm like, no, David, you have got a unique skill set. And what everyone we all do.
2: Yes. Every yeah.
1: single one of us is unique. Yeah. Like s- snowflakes falling from the sky. Not that we're all snowflakes, but snowflakes fall from the sky. We're all different.
2: Yes. Yeah. But
1: that with that, we have our own experience, our own journey, and we're our best coaches. We're our own best coaches because. I can't advise you what to do because I don't yeah. know what it's like to be you. Yes. You've gone through life with this experience that you've had.
0: Yeah,
1: You're best qualified.
0: Yeah, definitely. You
1: share that experience to potentially help other people. Definitely. And I think that's the beauty of the power of story. We yeah. all have the power to help someone else.
2: Yes, yeah.
1: I think it's having the self-efficacy to know that you have that skill set and then the self-belief and self-esteem to be able to go you know what I can tell my story yeah and that's why podcasts have been so successful
0: yes yeah and and just just to say what an inspiration and the the, the things that you've and the challenges that have led for your story is is so inspiring because what I would love to ask if if you're okay me asking it is when you then came out of that third surgery and you're identified as kind of the category that you are with regards to the injury that you've got and you said that you were looking at the the ceiling for eight months what what goes through your head for you to then go this isn't going to be the end of my story this isn't going to be the end of the journey I'm actually going to walk again I'm going to what what goes through your head at that point and for you to then go I'm actually going to fight this category, and I'm going to get out of it.
1: So I, I guess for this we have to go back, um, and then it's the question of it's nurture nature. Is there a resilience gene? I think there's some studies out there that show that there is a gene that is linked to resilience. really. Um, but also, there's the environmental and experience. Yes. So I, I did karate for um, all through my formative years. I did oh martial and. Uh, you know, there was times where I'd have been punched or kicked and fallen down. Yes. I have to get back up. Another yes. sport is Shinti, which is a Highland sport, which is a very tough, rough team sport. Yeah. You fall down, there ain't no one picking you up. You no. Have work out how to get up. So yes. that, again, was re- reflected in my home life. Yes, if Young David fell over and cut his knees and was crying. he like, well, <coughs> up you get. Yeah. Up off, go again. Yes. I had parents who who encouraged me to explore my boundaries of physical limitation. So yes. I would climb trees, I would fall out of trees, I would hurt myself, but I'd get back up and go again. Really? I, I wasn't wrapped in cotton wool. Yes. So you come to then being diagnosed with a tumour at 32. Your programme, your scheme is all I know is to just fight and yes. I was very clear in my goals I was very clear in my values where I wanted to be uh, yeah. I just kept fine. so surgery one I did surgery two I did then surgery three I'm paralyzed so all of a sudden now I'm paralyzed when I wake up from that unquestionably I'm like I am going to walk out of here I'm going to Brilliant. walk out of here I'm going to get back onto a national team and that's it period I don't want to hear you tell me that that's not possible
0: that is a so, that's giving me goosebumps that
1: so, is but there's 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 also there's also a caveat to this that there there will be a point where the realization comes in and yes but at this point in the hospital bed I am like arguing with the doctors I will prove you wrong so I go to the first oh, goal yeah. plan in, and in Stoke Mandeville and they're like what do you want to achieve what's your goals yes I I want to ride across the Alps and compete and cycle for Great Britain again in the World Championship they look around the room and they go let's just try with brushing your teeth and I was like you lot have no idea what you're talking about you don't know who I am I wheeled out of my wheelchair and off I went to my to the bed I showed up I didn't turn up everyone can turn up to the gym And you never change. I showed up. I showed up with discipline, consistency, persistence, focus. I was very like single-mindedness. I I had to be. And I was like, this is I need to get out of here and I need to walk out of here. So these are the values that are going to drive that. These are the first principles. Yes. And this is my vision and goal for life. So I they're all aligned. And that was the motivation. And it came from not external motivation, it came from an autotelic point. So it was an internal drive for yes. not external validation but for internal validation.
2: Yeah. So
1: I was never going to lose drive because the yeah. drive was to walk.
2: Yes. Yes. Yeah.
1: So I walked out of that hospital and I only yeah. walked because I was an incomplete. Now if you were, if I had been a complete spinal cord injury, I was I would never have walked out of there. No right. matter all the will in the world. Right. I would not have got out there. But what okay. What that drive would have done if I had been a complete is it would got me to a point of maybe I could control my blood pressure. Maybe I could control my temperature regulation. Maybe I could potentially control my bowel and my bladder. Yes. So that would have got me to that point where there was other people in the hospital who refused to even move from bed. Wow. But they would never reach their potential.
2: Yes. You know, yeah. They would
1: never reach the, the, their roof. They would always be flushing down here.
2: Yes, and yeah.
1: it's like, okay, David, I don't know because I'm in complete spinal cord injury. I don't know where my roof is. Yes, I will work my backside off every day to discover it. Now yes. that's through the whole year and a half until I entered society, then yes. when I entered society, I was like, oh, I'm disabled. Wow, that was the crash. That's- really. I was lying on my shower floor thinking, uh, I don't have the strength to live. And since then, I've gone through that. So that's 2018. I've gone through a roller coaster of emotions because in 2018, I raced for Great Britain again. Amazing. 740 kilometres across the Alps. Amazing. After that World Championships, I came back. I was diagnosed again with the same tumour. So I'd raced the World Championships, achieved the goal come back I just learned to accept the paralysis because the doctors told me look you're paralyzed but the tumour is gone we've got rid of it yeah. so I was like well I can live the rest of my life tumour free I'll accept the paralysis I come yeah. back to the world championships they're like oh your tumor's so big now you've only got matters of months left to live probably if you don't address it wow. so like, well, I still have one more goal and that's to cycle of the alps because at that point if I go for the surgery the risks of my surgery are that I would die or be paralyzed on the neck down completely. I have to do the ride. So I, I said so I did the ride with this huge tumor
2: oh, gosh.
1: of one leg. And I rode 740 kilometers, 56 feet of climbing in seven days across all the hardest Tour de France climbs, everything. And I remember meeting people on the ride and they're like, Oh, like, have you hurt yourself? And I'd be like, oh, I'm actually paralyzed on the neck down and oh, I'm You're riding a bike and I remember when I came home, I had to find a surgeon to do the surgery because the surgeon who paralysed me retired. I wow. took over from him, said that he wasn't good enough to do the operation. So he's like, if I do the operation, I, I'm, probably going, I'm probably going to paralyze you. So I remember speaking to a doctor in the Mayo Clinic and he said, can you send a recent picture? So I sent him a photo of me on the very last climb, yes. in Monaco. And he's like, I need a recent picture. I said, this is the most recent <laughs> picture I have. <laughs>
0: That is amazing. It's
1: like you're standing. This, you're yeah. standing this tumor. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, like uh, yeah. And I think there's been a level of not ignorance, but there's just been this stubbornness, like, and I also I, I know about I'm I'm very attached to my death. I know we're all going to die. Yes. That yeah. really drives me into the present moment. I live yes. by the philosophy of be where your feet are. Mm. We only have the present moment. So I know the importance of this life and that's what we fight and that's what that's my underlying philosophy is that I will die and I the time is the most important thing to me and um, and I had to go for another two surgeries straight after that right in the Alps and then in 2019 through six weeks of radiotherapy so there's never been a point where giving up has been an option
2: yeah yeah
1: if I give up then that's it that's my life that's that's my defining moment in life yeah Yeah. and I and whether I'm born like this or whether I've developed this through all my experiences in sport I don't know I can't answer that I just know that as long as I can wake up and breathe in and breathe out yeah then I will try somehow to find a way to 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 live a fulfilling life
0: that that honestly as you were just talking then I was just goosebumps and it actually is like quite emotional listening to that love for life that you've got and and that like you said as as long as you can open your eyes you'll fight to live like that's just yeah. So, so, you, so you've,
1: you've got that as well.
0: I, yeah, I was going to say yeah, I,
1: I, I, you have that. You have that in an abundance. <laughs> I
0: was going to say, but I've not had to go through the challenges that you've had to go through. And and just hearing you talk, I'd like to think that if I ever did have that challenge, that I would echo the way that, that you've kind of lived it and and uh, kind I, of focused on it.
1: Would I believe you would. I, I, I can tell. And you know, and people people surprised people are amazing human beings. When I was in the spinal cord hospital, ninety-nine point nine percent of the people were fighting.
2: Yes. Most yes. people
1: were fighting. So when I'm yes. off asked that you know, who's 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 your inspiration? And they expect you to come back and say this like very famous athlete. I'm like, the people I've shared the hospital awards with.
2: Yes.
1: Beautiful. The do the most incredible things. Okay, yeah. they can go and win the World Cup and win Olympic medals. That's what they're good at. They've been yeah. born natural gift. They've worked very hard, not taking anything away from them. Yes, incredibly hard. They're disciplined. They're focused. They're usually selfish, but they've achieved greatness <laughs> in their chosen field as yes. a lawyer, a doctor, a banker, a soldier, a nurse. All these other people. Society just values athletes. And they've we, kind of tagged this well, you're an inspiration. Yeah. I think you're only an inspiration if you live and know your values. Yes. And you, you're you the same person behind the mask as you are in front of the mask. Yes,
0: body. yeah, definitely. You really know
1: someone's moral fibre. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're lying on a spinal cord hospital ward and you've just got somebody who's a security guard, someone who is a mum, a dad, and they're like, I am fighting for my life I'm like that's inspiring that's
2: yeah yeah yeah.
1: because there is no gold medal no, no no. million pound 10 million pound 100 million pound endorsement yeah they're just doing it for them and family and that is that's very powerful
0: definitely and I suppose that into that's why I suppose for me as well health is number one like I know a lot of people it's like, oh, they're doing things because they want the big salary. They're doing things so that in in years to come they might have be able to retire early, things like that. Whereas for me, my main focus is being a mom and a wife and being there for them. But ultimately, my health. Because if you haven't got your health, it doesn't matter how much money you've got or or anything. You 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 just want your life. So to be able to be grateful for your health and doing what you can each day. Would you say you've obviously gone into amazing detail with regards to the um, resilience and the different things you've done along your journey to have that fight for life? Are there any other things that you would say, whether or not it's, I know you being an athlete, you do your physical activity, um, that goes without saying, but are there other things that you would say you do on a daily basis for your mindset, for kind of any resources you use, or I know you talk about mentors as well that you've got. And um, are there any things that anybody listening to this, especially young people, if they could implement? I know the self-talk that you said as well is a great thing, and um, that yeah, that they could implement young in the in the ages that they're young, that then would help them in in years to come.
1: I think having conversations with wise people. It's, yeah that's a good I, one that's a good conversations one conversations with wise people now if you can't directly have a conversation with them they're on youtube
2: hmm.
1: you know like this is you You can source out people i talk a lot about my mentors and my mentors have never met me you know the, yeah. I, there's a guy michael gervais in america who's a sports psychologist and i listen to michael speak every day i feel like michael's my best friend well, yeah. i've never even met the guy yeah <laughs> so i mean yeah. he, he knows me but but i sourced out I looked at people who inspired me
2: yeah
1: who inspires me who who's who's been great leaders in their life and done things with real true moral fiber Eric Liddell
2: yeah
1: no one many people don't know who Eric Liddell is so chariots of fire the movie Eric Liddell that story was based on Eric Liddell so Eric Liddell was on the favorite to win the Olympic 100 meter gold medal but the race fell on a Sunday he was a religious man so he refused to race on a Sunday so he entered the 400 meters and he actually won an Olympic gold medal, yes. but he was a man of values, a man of moral fiber, and he lived by those values. So he wow. knew his guiding principles, but he also knew what he valued in life. Yes. So I realized you've got to know yourself. You, The, the yes. most important relationship you can have is with yourself. You, how can you expect to have relationships with other people if you can't have a relationship with yourself? Yeah. So being aware of what what that actually is. So when I worked out my own relationship with me, all the self doubt, everything that's coming with me, like the yeah. whole everything, <laughs> the whole nine yards. I, re- I was like, OK, so what does David value in life? What's, yeah. What's the non-negotiable? So health is the first one. So yes. you can either move towards health or away from health. So that helps shape every choice I make. Yes, I want to move towards health so I'm not going to drink I'm not going to smoke I'm not I'm going to go to bed early so I create these actions that help move me towards that value the next one is nature I need I need to be in nature yeah so I try to choose somewhere that I can live in a job and a career that has me living in nature I'm not chasing money so I'm not in the banking world in the city because I don't tell you that I value nature so I try to create something that's detached from the world of capitalism and be like, well, you know, I want to be out with the animals and the trees, yes. and beauty. Exercise movement is my third non negotiable. So, yeah. so I have to move and do some form of exercise every day. Yeah. Then belonging, yes. having friends, having people, and then making a difference.
2: Yeah. And
1: love of learning is my number six. So making it, what can I do that makes a difference to the planet, yeah. Yeah. making it a better place? And then a love of learning what can I learn something new every day yes or whether that's learning about a new subject or or just growing and I think that's yes. the a great thing I often think there's like before Covid after Covid there's yeah. pre-paralysis post-paralysis there's pre-tumour post-tumour
2: yeah
1: I have grown so much since paralysis since the tumour in yes. some ways maybe it is a great gift because it's the paradox of it is that i've grown as a human being
2: yeah,
1: and I, and, and I have this i'm very clear in what i stand for they're very clear in the values so i think for a young person find a mentor find yes. someone who's been there done it's lived 50 yes. 60 year old who's yeah. been there like i yes. love sitting with old people and you know yeah old people are invisible in our society because we don't have enough time for them you put yes, me down I, with a wise ninety-year-old. Yeah, I'll take that over anything over sitting with my mates.
2: Yes, yes.
1: Um, because they've they've been there. They've yes. they've walked. They've been through it all.
2: Yeah, and yeah. You
1: sit and listen to their experiences of life and be like, "Wow, okay." Yes. Like I'm facing this. How did how did you get through it? Yeah. Yeah. as a young person just yeah find a find a mentor
2: yeah that's a great
1: one and eventually the mentee becomes the mentor
0: yeah yeah
1: definitely ask this on the all black have a great philosophy that you never own the shirt you're only passing through the all black team so when you leave you give the shirt in a better place yes
2: yeah
1: the human journey right we we don't plan it yeah stuff about oh this is my country country. we don't I know yes yeah and, yeah and our one of our goals should be you know what when I leave and exit the planet I want to leave it in a better place for the future generation.
0: definitely definitely that and everything you've just said is so so brilliant and I suppose everything that I'm trying well good to kind of offer from a, a, a website and information and signposting knowledge perspective in the sense of um the mindset learning and kindness all all in one with regards to what you've said with regards to people having to work on your mind and then from a learning perspective one of the key things on there was get yourself a mentor because again that even having somebody that you can um soundboard things off and and when they've been there and they've done it they're yeah they're so knowledgeable and then again the kindness and having values being kind because you you never know what somebody's facing and the the kind of history that people have got and
1: we, um no, we can't do this alone yeah can't, yeah can't do this alone and one of the other great things i learned from Mick, victor frankl's book man's search for meaning was yes. stimulus space response we become a society of reactive human beings yeah there is no space between the stimulus so yeah. Between stimulus and responses, this space, this space is where we have the choice to show up and act with behaviours that we really want to be.
2: Yes, and yeah. that's
1: tough, and that yeah. is tough. But always remember that you have a choice. If you're yeah. presented with a situation, you have there's a moment where you can have a choice in just yes. in your body, and yeah. that 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 comes with wisdom. That that yeah. that's and I'm still I still don't have that dialled <laughs> in, and I'm trying to dial <laughs> that. I mean, it's a challenge. Yes. This is a whole yeah. and I think what you know, the, the work that you do is testament to the person you are and the fact that you're, you know, I, I guess making a difference is something that's really important to you because that's what Definitely. you do. Feel good.
0: Definitely. And I think it stems from meeting lots of people, experience that we've gone through as a family, knowing that you've you talked about it as well with regards to that sense of we've all got this inner power. Um, and it's just what you can do to then unlock it and that's exactly how I felt and the reason for doing this was the belief that everybody has got this power inside of them everyone can make a difference everyone can do good and and ultimately the well good whole thing is yeah. uh, think good do good to feel good um, and yeah. and that's all about your thought process and ultimately your thoughts how you think uh ultimately does depend on then how you feel so um yeah. Or I, I, I feel like I could talk to you for, for absolutely uh, ages. You've been so inspirational to talk to. I know that so many people watching this are going to take so many nuggets of um, information and knowledge. Um, and it's just been absolutely wonderful to chat to you. So I really want to say thank you so much for your time. Um, and I really hope you all the best with regards to the rest of the year, the different sessions. I know, is it you're going to Amsterdam next next, next week, next, is it week for a session?
1: With, for Nike and, you know, yes. chatting chat about time. Um, so I always carry this. It's a little hourglass.
2: Oh, right.
1: It was it was a gift and it was it was traced back to a sailor in 1920. Um, wow. On it, I have uh, someone's name, Stony, and, and time is precious. Stony, I met on the first day of radiotherapy. He had a brain tumor. Oh wow! Stony passed, passed away. He, he didn't he didn't live. Um, but I felt this was given as a gift from somebody to me, and I always feel that it's a reminder from Stony to tell me about time. And I oh. often so I use the analogy that the sand in the bottom is the past, and the yes. sand in the future is the top. Yes. If we spend all our time trying to grasp the sand in the past, we'll forget to be in the moment. And if we're fully focused on the sand in the future, again, we miss the moment. The only thing we have is the grain of sand that's fallen. And that has fallen so fast, even if we try to grab it.
2: Yes. It's
1: already the past.
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: This is a reminder to me that when I flip it, that by the time it runs out I have to have done something that moves me closer to one of my values in life.
0: Yes yeah that and is wonderful.
1: This is this is like one of the most powerful things I've got because yes. reminder just how precious, precious is. I is. I
0: feel like that we need to make loads of, I feel like I need a well good one of those yes and get you them should. made you should. Um, because that is a brilliant analogy that is so good and, and again I think sometimes you need that reminder of looking at something or kind of something yeah. that and they, having that yeah
1: see it it's 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 and it and it's a right reminder for me I sit with it and I'm like okay this is important Time yeah. is important, and I think in a world where we're encouraged to be human doings, we forget to be human beings. Yes. So we yeah. want to do more. You need to do more to be more. Where actually, yeah. if you be more, be more, you'll achieve more. Yeah. So be more kind. Be more compassionate. Be more disciplined. Be more, you know, show up and be more persistent. Be consistent. Yeah. Yeah. All of these things that create high performance. If that's what you want to be high performing, then yeah. you need to be more. Be more disciplined. Yeah. And you, yeah. the, the end result will take care of itself.
2: Definitely
1: focused on the outcome and trying to get to the end place that we forget the process. But what does that even mean? Yeah. Be more. Yeah. If you're, if you're like, like I can see that you're you're a loving, compassionate, kind human being. You know, and that's every day you're like, OK, Fran, I don't need to do compassion. I just need to be. Compassionate. Yes. And yeah. I think, that, and that's with ourselves. If we can yes. be more.
0: Yeah.
1: Then th- then I guess the, the kind of doing takes care of itself.
0: Yeah, def- definitely And and that again, I feel like everything you've said is like wisdom coming out of your mouth. So, well, it's, not. Um, it's, so...
1: Learnings, it's learnings and I've <laughs> learned this from people. this is not my stuff. Yeah. David Smith, I've I've learned this from mentors, from listening, yeah. from understanding that books hold so much knowledge and wisdom. Definitely. In my time on this planet. Yeah. I don't have time to sit and watch junk on TikTok. Yes, yeah. It's a waste of time. It's not yes. my love of learning. Now, for some yes. people, if that's what you love. Then that's great. Mm, yeah. What, that's it. That's what you value. Fantastic. But yeah, for, I'm like, I need to just read and consume information. I, yeah. I love it And I think that goes all the way back to when I was a kid. I didn't appreciate
2: Business,
1: that. Stuff. Yes. I didn't yeah. And now yeah. I'm actually. Okay, now my paralysis has slowed me down. I have a chance now to sit and read books and be grateful to sit with a book. Yeah. I don't have to cycle 100 miles. I can sit with a book, <laughs> read a book, and watch the bird land on the tree.
2: Yes, yeah. What, what Beautiful.
1: A, what a thing of beauty, right?
2: This yeah, definitely.
1: The world is just such an incredible, amazing thing. And the fact that we're even here today having this conversation. Yeah, it's only because your grandfather courted your grandmother, which then go back 10 centuries that yeah. somebody met somebody and little Fran eventually yeah. came along <laughs> and a little David and then eventually we happen yeah. up and have these conversations. Yeah. And, and the world, it's amazing, isn't it? How it, it all connects.
0: Crazy. And when you think more into it, it's just, it is miraculous. It is a miracle. It, a it miracle. all is a miracle. Yeah.
1: A miracle we're even here. So yeah. what? what do you do with that miracle
0: yeah yeah and all i can say is thank you for growing okay. up and then accepted my kind of invitation to chat with me on the well good chat because i genuinely feel that this conversation will inspire so many people and then some people might even be listening to it in a hospital bed they might be cycling whatever it is they're doing um, and if I feel that this conversation will help somebody, anybody to keep fighting, to have that wake up moment of I'm going to live every day the best that I can. And I'm going to think good, do good and then feel good. It, it's definitely been worth it. So thank you so much for your time. And yeah, all the best uh, throughout the rest of the year. Take Bless- care.
2: Lessons. Thank you, Fran. This show is part of Micro Brew Radio, Burton Trent's community radio station. You can hear this and plenty of other shows over on microbrewradio.com. Find our app on the iOS or Android stores, or just say Alexa Play Microbrew Radio. And if you like what you hear, please let us know on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Thanks. Thanks.